Welcome to the best night ever. Your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. All right, welcome back, my friends and fellow sleep enthusiasts. This is Dr. Jay Corsandi. You're listening to The Best Night Ever. Joining me again in the studio is Dwayne. Dwayne, how's it going? It's going great. Got a beautiful day. It's sunny. Just glad to be here. All right. So, you know, I'm always on the hunt to find the best ways to optimize sleep for me and for others. Uh, we know this, right? You are. Uh, and I've talked about uh, something called EMFs in the past and, and how I've tried to mitigate some of this stuff. Um, and today I wanted to go deeper on things and things that I don't know enough about. I always like to find uh, people on here that can help me learn and help all of our listeners learn more about this uh, with their expertise. And I want to share this with my listeners. Today is one of those days and joining me to dive deeper into EMFs, EMIs and everything in between is Kim Lear. So Kim is the Director of Education and Communications of GreenWave. Uh, which we're going to learn about here. Uh, Greenwave is a company that manufactures some amazing products, um, and we're going to share those with you. Kim, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Excellent. Uh, so I guess starting off, tell me a little bit more about what Greenwave is as a company and, and what you and they do. So Greenwave specializes in both products and tips for cleaning up dirty electricity and other types of EMFs in homes and schools and businesses and, and other settings. Mm. And so, uh, you know, bottom line is our mission is to help people create healthier spaces, um, you know, for living, for learning, for work, and, and relevant today for sleep. Mm-hmm. And so we um, started off with producing uh, dirty electricity filters, which are for a specific type of EMF, dirty electricity, and we have a meter mm-hmm. to measure the dirty electricity in homes. And we're excited that we're now expanding into providing more educational content around the other types of EMF that are common in buildings today, okay. and we'll soon be introducing additional products, as well as just tips that people can, um, you know, take in and put into place in their homes and the other places where they spend a lot of time. Okay, so so this is something that I've been getting more deep into as I've tried to optimize my sleep and my home environment. It's funny you mentioned also schools and public spaces, which is a whole other area of application that people may not think about. But how did you end up getting into this field, and you know, why is it important for you? Well, initially, the, um, the company was founded by uh, two people. One of them um, is sensitive to EMF. Okay. And so he had, you know, in, in his journey to try and figure out what to do to make himself more comfortable in an environment, you know, where there's lots of EMFs around today, he discovered for himself that reducing dirty electricity really helped um, him deal with a lot of his symptoms. And so he got really interested in just different ways to reduce dirty electricity and how to create filtering products that got at more frequencies and that um, had some additional features that he thought would be helpful to folks who were interested in um, also reducing dirty electricity. So that's kind of how we got into things. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is history. 
you know, that was back in 2009, and even since then, just the level of different kinds of EMF, um, you know, around us have really increased, and so that's why we're excited about expanding into just providing more information for folks who are wanting to figure out, number one, what are all the different, you know, types of EMF they're exposed to, and how do they find out how much is in their environment, and then what do they do about it? So we're going to talk so, about all of that, and it's yeah. great you brought it up. I guess let, let's take one step back here. For people joining yeah. the show here, we're talking about EMFs here. Uh, and what? let's let's start with the basics. What is EMF for other than, wasn't that a band in, in the 90s? <laughs> it I guess? sounds like it, right? Yeah. So EMF is an acronym for electromagnetic fields. And, you know, or, and also sometimes called electromagnetic radiation. And so there's lots of different types of EMF. I think people, one of the questions we get a lot is I think people hear this term and more people are hearing it these days, which is great, uh, but they kind of assume that it's all one thing. And really there's lots of different kinds of EMF, electromagnetic fields or radiation, and some of them are natural, like the UV light from the sun or Earth's magnetic field, um, cosmic rays. Those have been around since the beginning of time, and our bodies are, are kind of well-adapted to deal with them and used to dealing with them. But these days what's happened is there's a lot of what we call kind of artificial EMF mm-hmm. or man-made. And that's it's these artificial types of electromagnetic fields or radiation that we call EMF pollution. And so there's, you know, today in most buildings, there's four types of EMF that are now really common. So you've got... Um, just the basic uh, 60 hertz electric fields and magnetic fields from electricity. And those have been around, you know, for around 100 years, a little bit more since electricity was first introduced into buildings at the beginning of the uh, 1900s. But um, what's happened in the last 20 to 30 years is we've had just kind of an incredibly exponential growth in another couple types of EMF. And um, we sort of use, everyone uses slightly different terminology for these, but one of them is wireless radiation, which is basically all of your radio frequency signals from wireless devices. So any device that basically transmits information or data through the air using electromagnetic energy gives off what we're calling wireless radiation or radio frequency radiation. So your cell phones, your um, you know, Wi-Fi, laptops, tablets, you know, wireless baby monitors, you name it. I mean, there's a million different devices that we've got these days that are giving off wireless radiation. And as you can imagine, those are, are it's relatively new phenomenon. It came about, you know, with the advent of so many consumer products that um, use that wireless technology. And then the other type that's grown a lot in the last, you know, 30 years is dirty electricity. And dirty electricity is... Um, basically uh, a byproduct of many modern uh, electronic devices, energy-efficient devices. And the reason why is that a lot of the devices we use today, especially electronics, they don't use electricity exactly as it comes. So the electricity that's you know, comes from the power plant and then runs through our walls, it has certain characteristics. And many devices these days don't use that electricity just like it is. They have to change or manipulate it in one way or another in order to operate. So as an example, some of them, all of the electricity in the wall is what we call alternating current. 
it's that way because it's easy to transmit that type of electricity long distances. That's like the AC versus DC. It's AC versus DC, okay. exactly. So what's crazy is the, is the electricity that's running through our wells that's supplied to us by the power company is AC. Uh-huh. But many devices these days require DC electricity to run, so there has to be a conversion process of AC to DC, or it will take the 120-volt electricity that comes in the walls, and it has to basically lower that voltage um, to lower voltages, maybe 5 volts, 12 volts, say, for a computer. And it's those processes, it's that, that the process of changing one form of electricity to another that creates this byproduct, which is basically electrical trash, and it's been termed dirty electricity. So it's it's basically surges and spikes of unusable um, you know, uh, electromagnetic energy that can't be used to power anything, but it ends up kind of right, piggybacking along um, our wiring, and it can travel throughout you know, our own homes as well as you know, out through the power lines and get into other people's homes and vice versa. So it's become a real big problem um, you know, in the last 20 to 30 years, like I said, with just the change in how a lot of devices use electricity. Mm. So, yeah. so how does um, how does it impact us um, individually, right? What's the? Yeah, I think that's a good question. You know, I, you know, if you you can't see it, you can't hear it. How 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 is it impacting us, or why should we be worried about it? Yeah, well, and that's the crazy thing is like we're so used to when we when we think of pollution, we're so used to having some visible signs or something we can smell, but you know, EMF pollution is not that way. But what what's What's being found is there's a growing body of evidence that shows that different types of EMF pollution, um, there's some concerning links between that and a variety of health problems. So you name it, there's, you know, cancer, Alzheimer's, memory loss, um, a lot of the the, the neurological diseases that are growing in incidence like ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, autism, a lot of ADD, ADHD symptoms, muscle and joint pain. Um, just sort of a, a, an overall feeling of kind of agitation. Um, and a big one that people complain about a lot is sleep problems. So there's just a lot of evidence that this, all this extra kind of electrical and electromagnetic pollution in the air to which our bodies are not really, I mean, really, in the, in the span of human history, 100 years is not very long, and certainly 20 to 30 years where we've had this exponential growth in um, wireless radiation and dirty electricity, our bodies just don't necessarily know what to do with it. And so there's a lot of just basic um, biological effects, everything from DNA damage to interference with melatonin production to then over longer periods of time increase incidence of, um, you know, other types of more serious health problems and diseases. So it's looking like it's a problem, and, and a lot of the experts and public experts and scientists working in this field feel like we're sort of in the middle of um, a big experiment, and the science is beginning to show that the results in terms of health effects uh, are not great. So is the bigger problem, as we walk into our house, is it a structural thing, or is it all of the devices and all of the technology that exists within the house, or is it a combination of both? I would say it's a combination of both. I mean, certainly it's, you know, a lot of it is the devices that we're using within our homes. 
some of it, again, you know, there's not, it's just not one type of EMF. There are different types. So with, for example, magnetic fields from just regular electricity, some of the, the biggest problems that you'll see in homes are when there's um, either wiring errors or someone's, you know, right under their home is right under, say, um, high-tension power lines. So some of it is structural, you know, how your home's built, how it's wired, and then a lot of it is, you know, what are we using in our homes yeah. um, that are giving off these different types of electromagnetic fields or radiation. So Dwayne should probably stop staring at the popcorn mi- popping right. in the microwave. Yeah, it's funny. Turn that microwave off. <laughs> yeah, I've actually stopped using the microwave just because of all the discussions that you and I have have had Dr. Yeah. K about it. So so is it safe to say or not that newer construction is better or is it just as bad or worse? Well, it depends. So and uh, from a wiring standpoint, certainly we've come a long way. Um, you know, in the 1940s, we used what's called knob and tube wiring. And that wiring, you know, was associated with very large magnetic fields in homes. Um, and so... We've obviously moved away from that. You know, the way that we wire our homes now um, with Romex wiring and where the hot and the neutral wires are run close together, we don't tend to have those types of problems as much as we used to from just the regular electricity standpoint. But, you know, I know building biologists who work, you know, in the L.A. area um, and other parts of the country who say that they're still seeing um, you know, high magnetic fields and other types of things mm. caused by wiring errors. And sometimes it's just, um, it's purposely the way things are wired. Sometimes it's that, you know, electricians are wiring something. If something works, it's great, but there can be little things in how things are wired that can create kind of big problems from an EMF standpoint okay. um, in homes. So yeah. so it's interesting because you mentioned, you know, there's obviously there's EMFs that occur naturally in nature, and then there's the artificial stuff that we are generating through what we do, correct? Yes, exactly. So, I, and I've talked about this in my show before about um, light as well, or light pollution, just like we're talking about electrical pollution, you know, light pollution being all the, the street lights at night, the really white, bright blue color lights. Yes. And one of the ways we can mitigate that is, you know, we see the light, so we can either put on glasses or we can change our phones to, you know, night mode and red mode. But when right. it comes to this, because we can't see it or feel it or touch, well, maybe feel it, but we can't touch it or smell it or see it. Uh, how do you go about finding out if you have a problem? Well, so it's, it can be different for different types of EMF. So I'll focus in just for a minute on dirty electricity since uh-huh. that's sort of where our specialties. But there are, we have a meter that you can use. It's a broadband EMI meter, and basically it's simple to use. It plugs into an outlet in your house. Uh, you plug it into different outlets around the house, and it's basically going to tell you or give you a sense of how much dirty electricity is traveling along the circuits near that outlet. So you can tell pretty quickly, and we give, you know, guidelines for, you know, where you would want the dirty electricity to be, which is usually under 50 millivolts and, and lower than that. As low as you can get it, the better. Um, and if you're over that, then you, you can begin to say, okay, I've got, you know, I've got more dirty electricity that I want. And you can begin looking at how to either reduce, you know, the sources of dirty electricity in your environment and then also filter. And one of the things that's interesting about dirty electricity is when you look at the dirty electricity levels in a house, um, you know, there's kind of two overarching sources. So some of it is being created by the appliances and the devices that you have inside the house. 
And then you also have a fair amount in, in a lot of homes that's coming in. Basically, it's generated in your neighbor's house or other, uh, you know, mm-hmm. nearby buildings. And then it finds its way back, you know, through your own wiring onto the electrical grid and then can end up in your house. It's like your dirty electricity can end up in other people's houses. So people, it's great. You know, I always recommend, you know, that people, when they're trying to reduce any type of EMF, that the first thing you do is look at what the sources are and figure out which sources can you eliminate, which can you turn off when you're not using them. And then in the case of dirty electricity, since normally you have some that's coming in, you know, from other people's houses, you can't control what they do, but then you have the option to be able to filter some of that dirty electricity off the wiring so that it's not then radiating out into your environment. And it's that's the interesting thing about dirty electricity. It is one of the, you know, really the only type of EMF where filtering tends to be or can be one effective method for, you know, helping reduce it in your environment. So I think you have one of those meters yeah. here, don't you? I do. So we're going to do a, a something fun here. Uh, and actually, the reason, the whole reason we're having this co- podcast and conversation is because uh, I found out about you through some other podcasts and kind of going digging deeper into my own sleep uh, optimization routines. And, and this was one of the things that I didn't have in my house so i figured i wanted to just go down that rabbit hole and uh and i actually have this system at home the green wave system and i was blown away when i when i went up to my first place i went was right to my bedroom there was a plug on the side of the wall there i'm like if i'm going to do it anywhere in the house this is the place to do it i actually plugged the meter in and the thing lit up like chernobyl like crazy and i was just blown away a by that and b once i then put that filter in uh, how much of that was reduced? I mean, it was like a ninety-nine percent reduction. Yeah, I was really surprised, right? Because you're yeah. you're such a nerd with this stuff <laughs> that I, right? I I assume that, right? That oh. you you lived in like a gingerbread house or something. Oh, no. My place is like a sanctuary now. It's like yeah. Fort Knox of sleep. It's crazy. So so and it's crazy. Ever since I started using this product and I put it a, a couple of them through my my room and my kids' rooms, uh, you know, my sleep. You know, and I use tons of track. And we've had shows about trackers and sleep op, You know, sleep trackers and my scores have gone through the roof. Uh, so. I, I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. So we're going to do something kind of fun here. Uh, I'm going to actually brought the meter with me here. We're in the studio. I'm going to plug it into their wall here. They don't have any uh, EMI or EMF mitigation stuff going on here. So we're going to find a fresh outlet. We're going to plug it in. Dwayne's going to do a little play-by-play. I'm going to try and bring the meter up to the mic so you can all hear what's coming out of this. The, the, you won't be able to see the numbers. Dwayne, we can talk about it. We'll read off yeah, the numbers. Definitely. But there is an auditory element to this meter that will uh, give you an indication of how the intensity is. Is that correct? Yeah, the, our meter has both a digital readout in millivolts, so you can see what the dirty electricity is, right. you know, on any given circuit in your house. But then, it, yes, it has an audio feature that basically um, converts, you know, that into sound form, so that you can also hear it, which is very helpful yeah. when you go to install filters because you not only see the difference, you know, from a numerical standpoint, but you just hear that noise go way down. All right. So, s- speaking of hearing noise here, I'm going to have to back away from the microphone. I'm going to plug this thing in right now. And if something disastrous happens, I want everyone listening to know that you were my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So listen to this here. Yeah. All right. So, so we're at about 640 millivolts. Is that right, Dwayne? Uh, yes. So, All right. So would this be worse or better 
in office space or like schools. Well, let, let, let's factor? do this. Let, let's do a quick. I'm going to plug in the filter because I want to see how oh, that yeah, reduces yeah. it. All right. So here we go. We're going to try to plug in a filter back into the same outlet or below that outlet on the wall. And we'll see what happens. So hang on to this for me. Great. While I'm holding it, my hair is starting to fall out. <laughs> or I just made that up. All right, here we go. One, two, here we go. Three. Wow. So it says 99% reduction. It's down to 14. 14. From 640. From 640. That's crazy. That's right. Yeah. So I already feel better. I don't know about you. But. I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I'm sitting on a cloud. But here, let me do this. I'm going to take it back up one more time. You get to hear this thing fire up again, and then uh, that's crazy. We'll keep going. That, that is amazing. Wow! And it immediately jumps up. That there, is really crazy. All right, so let's unplug this so we can keep going here. Yeah. So we're in an office building here. There's a studio in a. It's a gigantic building. There's a bunch of cell towers, by by the way, on the outside of the wall of this building. Okay. I noticed on the way in. <laughs> so, um, so office buildings is you know does that make it uh, worse or better? Does it matter? Even even schools. It really, I guess. yeah. It really just depends on how much you coming have coming in off the grid and what you have operating inside. Because I've seen houses that you know their initial readings are up near two thousand. And I've seen the same, you know, in office buildings and other spaces. So it really just depends on, you know, the environment that you're in and how many sources of dirty electricity there are in the area. And so, um, you know, one of the big kind of there's there's some sources that are, um, you know, kind of more, I would say, are the kind of the biggest offenders. And so in homes, it's things like light dimmer switches, yeah. a lot of your energy-efficient lights, so mm. fluorescent lighting, both the fluorescent tubes, compact fluorescent lights, and LED bulbs. So, for example, in an office or a school, um, you tend to have a lot of dirty electricity can come from the lighting if you've got those, you know, fluorescent lights oh, of one of course, type or another, um, as well as, you know, any of the electronics that you have. So any energy-efficient appliances, all your consumer electronics, like computers, mm. printers, TVs, video game systems, the chargers that you use for your cell phone, your tablet, um, neighborhood solar panels, you know, any solar installation where you have inverters that have to change the power created by the panels to, you know, from DC to AC so that it can work, you know, operate in a home or be fed back to the grid. Those are big offenders. Some smart meters are bad. So there's just a lot of different sources. And so depending on what's present in a particular building is, is going to really influence how high your levels are. And I've seen houses be just as high as office buildings um, and vice versa. But, you know, most environments today have some dirty electricity, and how much just depends on what you have going on both inside your house and in the surrounding neighborhood. So um, my background is with startup, startup companies, and as you're talking, I just think about, being in office buildings next to other technology companies that literally have, you know, rows of servers, you know, big computers, uh, significant output. Um, I mean, it sounds like in those environments, it, it really could be off the charts. Yeah, it can be very high in those types of environments. Yeah, I mean, this is the, the reason I'm having her on the show is because a lot of people are starting to pay attention to things like light, you know, control or light exposure or diet. But this is 
kind of a, a silent a silent one but i think you know people are starting to recognize that this is a, a major issue i mean i i can't imagine not paying attention to this anymore it's it's unbelievable no it is unbelievable i think i'm going to start blaming my weight gain on this and <laughs> we're going to get some of these in your house you know what it's funny you know what Dwayne mentioned that when he whenever he's sleeping at home his sleep is worse but when he travels at certain places it tends to be better and i'm wondering it's if it amazing. has anything to do with the emfs going on where you're at it is amazing my sleep is absolutely horrendous in my home but anytime i'm on the road my sleep is fantastic yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, so it would be really interesting. Something in your home is messing up your sleep. Yeah, something in your home. And it's, you know, it's a, a fair chance that it could be different types of EMF. And so it would be very interesting to measure your home, not only for dirty electricity, but to see what kind of, you know, uh, radio frequency activity you have from different wireless technology and just to see what your, you know, your just standard 60 hertz electric and magnetic fields are. Yeah. All right. So, um I have a meter, you know, I, I went online, you know, as I was getting deeper into this whole EMF stuff, I bought a meter from uh, Amazon, I went around my house, fire, you know, and I fired up my microwave, I, that thing lit up like crazy, I'm not using that, and then uh, went over to the Wi-Fi router, so I've got the Wi-Fi on a timer, it shuts off at night, I actually, my, my master bedroom is on the second floor, directly above the Wi-Fi, it's pretty crazy, but uh, feeling better about that, uh, but I can't use that meter for investigating this what's the difference or why is this you need this kind of meter what's going on well different meters are designed for different types of emf and that's one of the things that that is confusing to folks because they still think you know one one type of emf is the same as others and we should have one tool they're not all created equal, and they're not all created equal and they don't all measure the same thing so it sounds like what you probably had was a radio frequency meter. Is that right? An RF meter? That's what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah. So an RF, RF meters are designed to measure, you know, frequencies that, you know, are generated usually by wireless devices or microwave ovens. And so, you know, they're designed for that particular purpose, uh, just like a Gauss meter or an electric field meter is designed for measuring electric fields and magnetic fields. One of the I, we ha, we do we get this question all the time because lots of people try to use either their radio frequency meter to measure dirty ambient dirty electricity or they try and use their Gauss meter or and and the problem is dirty electricity is a little different. I mean the very very best way to measure dirty electricity and to know exactly what's happening on your wiring is to use an oscilloscope and a spectrum analyzer. Um, which would base, you know, that would tell you everything about, you know, how, you know, what's the amplitude of your dirty electricity, what frequencies is it at. But those tools uh, require a fair amount of expertise to use, as well as experience. And so, a much easier way for people to measure their dirty electricity is just to, you know, to get a plug-in EMI meter, the green wave meter being yeah. one example of that. And uh, the problem with some of the other meters, you know, because all types of EMF are going to have an electric field component and a magnetic field component, and dirty electricity is the same. And so people often ask us, why can't I use, you know, just a regular old electric field meter or, or a Gauss meter for magnetic fields to measure it? And, you know, the answer is complicated, but most of those tools don't have a way, either they, they you know, do not, um, are not capable of, um, measuring, you know, the frequencies, dirty, all different types of EMF, basically what differentiates one from the other is its frequency or how many times it vibrates, 
you know, from positive to negative, um, you know, in a second. Mm. And so, you know, meters, different meters have different frequency, you know, bands that they're able to measure. And also they have sensitivity, meaning how low can they measure and how high can they measure. And so what happens with a lot of just basic um, electric field meters or Gauss meters is they don't cover the whole frequency range of dirty electricity, and they're not able to, at the low end, they're not sensitive enough to be able to pick up dirty electricity. There are some really excellent sort of very high-end professional-grade meters um, that you know, do a little bit better job of being able to register dirty electricity. And, and the reason why is because they're also able to distinguish, you know, they're able to distinguish between the 60 hertz fields from regular electricity and then the dirty electricity frequencies, which are much higher than 60 hertz. Okay. And so, you know, but for most people, those types of meters are cost prohibitive. So that's where just having a simple plug-in meter yeah. can give you a pretty good idea of how much dirty electricity you have. And it can also be a really useful tool as, as you're installing, you know, your dirty electricity filters. They can help you, number one, see what type of difference the filters are making in terms of reducing your dirty electricity. Mm-hmm. But they can also be really good for helping you figure out what's the best number of filters for each room to get the best results kind of what combination of outlets are best to plug the filters into in each room so they can yeah. be a really handy installation tool yeah I mean I fa- help you get the best results uh, yeah I found the whole setup and installation process super duper easy I mean literally it's a meter and some uh, and the filters are literally this little white cube that has three prongs and you just plug it in so I actually had fun with my kids we went and played a little discovery game just went room to room plugged in the meter saw what it was and then put in a filter and and high-fived each other afterwards. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the process is super simple. You don't need to have an electrical electrician degree. You literally are plugging in a, a meter. You're seeing a number. You plug in the filter. And like you said, as you start to plug in more filters, the, the effect almost becomes cumulative because there's crossover into other rooms and other outlets where you might not need to plug in another filter and uh, move on to the next room. Hmm. That's exactly yeah. the case. It's like sometimes people think that you know they end up needing less filters than they thought they would. And then the meter actually helps them, you know, figure that out. Um, So, yeah. So, okay. Uh, Let's say you're sufficiently freaked out after hearing all this, but at this point, and you want to kind of go down this, this path, you know, so what are some steps that people can take to reduce, you know, the create either the creation of, of the problem or the exposure to it? Well, so, like I said, uh, I'll, I'll handle dirty electricity, but, you know, I will say, and I'll jump into this in a minute, that when you were talking about your sleeping environment, that yeah. I really believe it's really important, and that's where I believe it's important for people to understand, okay, there's different types of EMF, and it's not just about taking care of dirty electricity. You kind of want to be paying attention to what all the different types of EMF in your sleeping environment are, and then doing what you can to reduce all of them so that cumulatively you're going to have the best sleep possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as dirty electricity goes, um, you know, the first thing I would tell people is to the extent possible, you know, get rid of sources. So um, some of the big offenders, like I said, are your energy efficient lights. So if you're using, I, I, I know that, so we're, you know, lots of people the are LEDs and, Yeah, so should yeah, they go the LEDs, to, the <laughs> do you think incandescent is the way to go? Um, yes, or 120 volt halogen um, 
oh, whites are also okay, you know, mm. because it, as long as they're not low-voltage halogen, if they're halogen bulbs, they're operating kind of at regular 120 volt, which is standard the standard voltage for electricity, okay. then they're not going to create much dirty electricity. Okay, and then you said and, get rid of the dimmer switches as well. And get rid of the dimmer switches. You know, I would replace dimmer switches with just regular on-off switches. People can get really creative with creating sort of that dimming effect without having a dimming switch. So sometimes they'll have... For example, if they want like a dimming, a dimming or dimmable light in their dining room, so when they're entertaining, they can have high volume light, low volume light. Sometimes what they'll do is rather than just having, you know, they'll have two circuits feed one light and have two switches, so that one switch will turn on three of the bulbs, you know, in oh. your lamp, and then another switch will turn on the other three. I've know, done something. Uh, it's lamp. funny. I've done something like that in my bathroom where I have one switch turns on kind of blue daylight bulbs that I use in the morning to help wake up, and then at night I have a, a red light switch mode that switch on red bulbs that. Uh, keep my melatonin coming so I can go to sleep at night. Right, and that's perfect. And the same can be done with, like, instead of having a dimmer switch, doing something like that, where you could you get the same effect, but you do it without using technology that's going to create a lot of dirty electricity. Um, the other thing, you know, is just turning off, you know, all electronics and other devices you can when you're not using them because yeah. you're electronics. So a lot of people leave their TV in standby mode or leave their computer in standby mode overnight. And I say, you know what, just turn them off. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're sense. not using them, just turn all that stuff off because then you're not creating any additional dirty electricity because once dirty electricity is created, it's going to find its way, you know, throughout the different circuits in a house. And so it can hop from one wire to another. So best just to have that stuff off when you're not using it, and especially at night, because most of us aren't, you know, we're sleeping, or we want to be sleeping, so we're not, we don't need those things, so just turn them off. Um, and then, you know, of course, you can you can filter. You can install Greenway filters, and they're going to help take care of dirty electricity um, on your circuits. But as far as looking at your bedroom environment um, for sleeping, you know, I, I'm all about, you know, don't just look at the dirty electricity you know, look at what else you have, you know, yeah. in, in the room and especially look at what you have on your nightstand and try to get, you know, most everything that runs on electricity or uses wireless technology, just turn it off and unplug it. So good examples are, you know, clock radios, you know, the kind that we used to plug in, have sitting right there on our nightstand, you know, two, three feet from our head, you know, give off lots of magnetic fields and other things. Mm. And so best, you just get a, a, you know, a battery operated alarm clock. Some people like to use their cell phone, you know, as their alarm. That's okay. Just don't have it plugged in and have it in airplane mode rather than having it on. Um, you know, don't have any cordless phones, you know, in your bedroom. Have those far away from your sleeping area. In fact, we recommend that you move away from cordless phones and just use a standard corded <laughs> landline if you can. I know lots of people are like, oh, I don't want to do that, but it really does help get rid of a lot of um, that radio frequency um, pollution in your home because a lot of the cordless phones and their base stations, especially the decked phones, you know, they're giving out a signal even when you're not on the phone. I mean, they're constantly just communicating with each other, similar to your cell phone. You know, we always tell people, you know, don't sleep with your cell phone under your pillow. Don't keep oh. it on your nightstand. If you do, yeah. turn it on airplane mode. I have, I have a question for you. You know, yeah. I have a couple of uh, couples that I'm friendly with, and we were having a discussion a few months back. There seems to be... Uh, more and more issues in the area of fertility. Has has this ever been linked to fertility? Mm. Uh, yes. So there's an interesting, if you 
There's a, a report called the Bioinitiative Report. It was initially done in 2007, and then it was updated again in, I believe it was 2012. And basically, it was a group of scientists from around the world and public health experts who sort of took all of the research that was happening um, around EMF, and they synthesized it. You know, they took a look at what was happening, and they basically wrote a report. And one of the um, things that stood out to me when I read the report was there was quite a bit of information on fertility, especially, um, you know, related to sperm production, sperm motility, all kinds of things. So there is quite a bit of wow. building evidence that EMF exposure, especially that cell phone in your pocket, mm. um, or this, you know, the cell phone, you know, whether it be your front pocket, back pocket, that um, there's talk about, you know, the correlation or the connection between that and the increased rates of infertility. So you want to stop using your Wi-Fi router as a form of birth control, Dwayne? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, well, great. This has been incredible. So, so what we can do, um, um, on your site, uh, Dr. K on snoreexperts.com, we can have a link to, um, over to, your site to the Green Wave site. The Green Wave site, and what is that URL? Jim? So it's GreenWaveFilters.com, and the actual right. URL is HTTPS, you know, colon yep, yep. slash slash right. and GreenWaveFilters.com. Do you sell the devices there on your site and also at places like Amazon? Yeah. And are, th- are there like local stores here or anywhere? Are you in retailers as well or is it just all online? Most of our sales are online at this point. And then we have a number of distributors who sell them out of their offices. A lot of kind of integrative medicine folks, yeah. acupuncture folks, sort of alternative medicine folks are selling them out of their offices. So yeah. most sales are online. I would say, you know, go to our website because we often have, you know, special sales and, and discounts available. Yeah, um, and one thing I will say to, you know, to the listeners is that while GreenWave, you know, did get its start with a focus on dirty electricity, we are in the process, like I said, of expanding. Yeah, what's in store for, what's in the future? Yeah, we're expanding, not, you know, the information on our site so that people can understand ah. the different types of EMS. Great. Um, nice. We're, in the next couple months, going to be adding a lot more products. So we'll have um, meters not only for measuring dirty electricity, but also for, you know, measuring that wireless radiation, for measuring just the standard, you know, electric fields and magnetic fields from regular old electricity. And we'll have um, not just tips, but some products that we feel good about to kind of help reduce your exposure to some of those other types of EMF in addition to dirty electricity. Well, I cannot wait to play with all of those. I'm a big fan of all these geeky, techy stuff. And uh, <laughs> ultimately, you know, it's about just getting the best sleep, best recovery, feeling good, um, and, and, and resting assured that, you know, you're not overburdening yourself and your body with this kind of toxic exposure left and right and, and trying to keep that um, all the hits to a minimum. And with that said, this I think this has been fascinating. Yeah, uh, if people want to learn more, again, they said we can. You can go to Greenway Filters, or you can come to our website, uh, snoreexperts.com, uh, where I talk about everything related to sleep disordered breathing. And we're also on Facebook group, uh, Snore Experts, and on Instagram. And if you want to get into the world of biohacking, which I think Greenway Filters is kind of starting to penetrate. It's funny, I went to a birthday party uh, for a big biohacker guy last weekend in Venice, and I was with my wife, and we were walking around in his rooms, and first, one of the first things I pointed out to her was like, look at his outlets, and he had the Greenway filters in each of his rooms. So it's this kind of common thread between these people who are starting to learn how to uh, mitigate exposures and maximize 
optimization, I guess. So yeah, and yeah. in the LA area, you guys have some really really excellent building biologists. Excellent. So for people who want to tackle the whole EMF problem and feel like they need help, mm-hmm. and they would like an expert to come into their home and basically mm-hmm. measure all the different types of EMF and give them strategies. There's a couple of really, I mean, there's a couple of really great people, both Larry Gust, um, Oren Miller, there's some others, but those are two good places to start. Yeah, these are called building biologists, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, and then uh, if you want to join me on this biohacking quest of more sleep, you can also find me on Instagram as Sleep Biohacker. That's my new account that I made that we're just having a lot of fun with sharing all these goodies as well. I put videos up all the time. And I believe I want to thank Kim for joining us here from Greenway Filters. This has been extremely educational. And uh, talk to you all soon, right? Thanks so much for having me. I thank really you, enjoyed Kim. it. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Kim. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the best night ever. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. If you missed the show, the best night ever can be heard on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you again and tell a friend. 